Morning glory and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Thursday, 15th day of April 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yep. We are now halfway through the month of April. Hopefully it has been a tolerable one for you. That's the best we can go for these days. Tolerable. Can I start with a complaint, Big J? Sure. Uh, Let me tell you how I spent two hours of my afternoon yesterday. So I got home probably a little bit before 3 o'clock. I left here around 2.30 or so. And uh, I'll start this out by saying, listen, ladies and gentlemen of the Treasure Valley that do lawn service, it's God's work that you're doing. I don't want to cut my own lawn. Thank you very much for doing what you do. Yeah. I'm not good at it. I know what my strengths and weaknesses are. Uh, If I had a lawnmower, it would just be a waste of money. So thank you for all you do. But I got home yesterday, and uh, and a truck that was doing some lawn service in and around my neighborhood uh, completely blocked my driveway. Right? Yeah. And parking you is have a limited. Yes, I have a driveway into my garage, and uh, I parking is very limited where I am. That's that's not your own parking. Does that make sense? Right. Uh, because again, you know, it's a fairly new or build and. Uh, they're not looking for a lot of space in the new builds of the Treasure Valley these days. They want to jam-pack as many houses into one part as they can. And so uh, there's there's limited space, and I've got nowhere to go. But the other part of it is whoever was cutting my lawn, or the lawn, was not cutting my lawn. Does that make sense? Right. They're cutting somebody else. They were somebody else, somewhere else in the neighborhood entirely. And I, for the life of me, could not find them. I walked around, I drove around, and it was one of those deals where it was like a, a, a an unmarked kind of white truck, but it had a bunch of lawn stuff in it, and then it had a trailer attached to it, and that trailer was down. You make sense? Does that make sense? So yeah, like, yeah. They had driven something off of. It's like they should be around because they're doing work, right? In, in my complex, right? And so uh, they're nowhere uh, to be found. I I never did find them. And by the time I had found another place to park, and then I was said, okay, I'm just going to walk around and see if I can find this particular person and ask. Because there, I, I realized that there was limited places to park, but still, like, you know, the one driveway that they decide to park in front of is the guy that gets home in the middle of the afternoon. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I had to schlep, like, three blocks to get home, first of all, once I found some parking. And then I had to walk around a little bit to try to find somebody. Never did. I had no idea where they went. And by the time I was done doing what I needed to do with the house and I looked out my window, the, the truck was gone. So uh, try not to park in or block people's driveways. I know it sucks. I know parking is limited. But that was my afternoon. I walked around for two hours trying to find whoever was parked in front of my driveway. I never did. And I was never going, I was never like super upset you about gonna it. You were going to confront no, them. No, I was going to be like, what are you doing? And be like a jerk about it or anything like that. <laughs> I was just going to ask them nicely to move. But I was never able to find it. I was like, oh, man. So I now I know next Wednesday, <laughs> 100% chance that my driveway is going to be blocked in the afternoon. Uh, because put some cones out. That's the pl- is that what I should do? Yeah. As I leave in the morning, put out some cones so they can't park next to it. Either way, uh, today on the show, we've got ourselves a chance for you to check out Korn's live streaming show next Friday. We have a chance for you to check out the Meridian Speedway, the PBR. Big J's got a nerd alert for you. Should be a productive Thursday. We start with some Metallica, The Unforgiven, here on The Morning After on The X. Newsfeed on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. And we start this morning with a little bit of investigative journalism. On the part of the morning after, oh. and I have, I have an update, Big J. You may owe the government an apology. Oh yeah, yeah. Now I'm not 100 percent sure. This is where the investigative part of the investigative journalism comes in. Uh, have you ever used an app to park in downtown Boise? Uh, yes. The Park Mobile app, perchance. Yeah. Listen to this, dude. So they announced yesterday the Park Mobile app announced via a uh, press release that they had some unfortunate news that it looks like on St. Patrick's Day, so a little over a month ago, the Park Mobile app got breached by a third party and a bunch of users' data was released to 
a bunch of people that weren't supposed to have it. Basically, somebody hacked into their system and they were able to steal the, not necessarily steal the identities, but take the information of people that had used the Park Mobile app, particularly in Boise, and use it for other things. And one of the things that Park Mobile has said has happened is it's effective, number one, tens of thousands of people here in the Boise area, about 79,000 people use the Park Mobile app in and around the Treasure Valley. But number two, one of the things that's happened is they've noticed that they've sold the numbers to third-party companies, including a lot of healthcare robocalls that have been happening in the last couple of weeks because of this Park Mobile app data breach. Big J, it may have not been at all related to the vaccine, but you may have been one of the tens of thousands of people in Boise that had their data breached. Maybe, but wouldn't Park Mobile send me a message and say, your data's been breached? Uh, yeah, I did Red they alert. would. But, you know, I also use Park Mobile and nobody sent me anything either. And so I don't know if they have to or if they don't. It's not like you're paying for the service. You know what I mean? So I'm not sure they owe you anything, but... They did say that so far, no bank accounts or credit cards have been accessed. It's mostly just phone numbers that have been affected. So if you've been getting a ton of robocalls lately about health insurance and other things, it could be related to this. And they don't think any money data had been breached, which is why they don't consider this a high-risk breach. But if you've noticed an uptick in robocalls and you have the Park Mobile app, this could be one of the reasons why. So maybe it's tied into that, Big Jim. Yeah, maybe. But I'm not apologizing to nobody. <laughs> well, even if you're wrong? Well, if I'm wrong. But, but I guess you'll never know if you're wrong. So as far as you're concerned, you're right. Is that what you're going to talk about? I'm just saying, uh, I'm still thinking that the coincidence of uh, the next day after signing up for this uh, stuff, I start getting the robot. You're right. It is weird. But also this timeline matches up too. So think about that just a little bit. And you're you're not the only one suffering it. You know what I'm saying? There's a bunch of people that are have the same problems you're having, and you both have something in common. Not that you signed up for a portal, but that you have this particular app and it's been breached to this particular company. All I'm saying is it's a possibility. Well, you think they'd still get my name right? Uh, and maybe that's where the summer thing comes in. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, it would make more sense to me that that, that they sold it through and they got some information wrong than the portal did. But uh, either way, uh, be prepared. And if you do have that, keep it on your bank accounts. Always do that anyway. But you never know when something sour could go wrong. So check it out. Make sure your stuff is all where it should be. Congratulations to Carlos Rodon, Big J. He of the Chicago White Sox threw a no-hitter yesterday. The second already of the season. Had a perfect game into the ninth. But it was blown with one out when he struck Roberto Perez on the foot. Barely grazed him too, which sucks. We almost had a perfect game. But uh, the Indians were blanked yesterday. Uh, Chicago wins 8-0. Carlos Rodon pitches the 20th no-hitter in Chicago White Sox history. Congratulations. Uh, And again, uh, it always seems these no-hitters come early on in the season when people are still trying to get their bearings and stuff. But uh, that is not the discount uh, what uh, Carlos did last night. I mean, he threw 114 pitches, 75 of them are strikes. Struck out seven. It was a hell of a game and really just a hair away from a perfect game. So congratulations to him and to the White Sox on the victory. Pretty cool to see. Big J, the Foo Fighters back in the news. They're offering fans some new merchandise while helping out a small California business, which has been struggling during the pandemic at the same time. The band has teamed up with Vans Foot the Bill program, offering a Foo Fighters branded shoe and T-shirt for a sale that will assist the Jensen Guitar Music Company in Santa Barbara. Chris Shiflett of the Foo Fighters chose the business. He said that that company has always held a special place in his heart. Not only is it the shop that he and his brothers learn how to play guitar in, but his brother Mike teaches there now. So he's got some great memories of being in Jensen's as a little kid, and he is excited to help the business out, which has struggled during the COVID era. And so it's pretty cool that you can do that. You can check out the $95 package for the shoes and T-shirts. It's available at FooFighters.com, and you can get them now and help out a local business as well. So the Foo Fighters continue to do good. The best in tech and gaming, Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. So imagine for a moment that in whatever job or endeavor you currently hold, uh, that uh, there's a deadline set before you and it's hard and fast, man. You better have that product out or it's your ass. 
Uh, then you put out that product and it's hot garbage. <laughs> that seems to be now the standard in gaming. Uh, because Infinity Ward, the company who runs and operates the modern war- warfare side of Call of Duty, recently pulled two new maps uh, that they had just released for Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the game that came out before Cold War. So uh, they have now been given a reason for the situation via Twitter, explaining that the maps Drainage and Alrab Air Base have been temporarily removed because they weren't ready. What were some go. of the problems that people were encountering? Do you know? Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know, but it could, couldn't have been good if they, they realized, oh, hey, we need to... <laughs> these aren't done. Like, who gets in trouble for that? I mean, it, part of the problem here, and this is, uh, I think, uh, a, a wide-ranging issue in the industry, is uh, not because necessarily gamers are so demanding that this stuff comes out when they say it's going to. That's not the case at all, because we're the ones that suffer through all these issues and problems. That's very frustrating. It's their, uh, you know, their stakeholders and their stockholders and all of that garbage that they have to go through and financing. And, and it's just is kind of ridiculous because what you're talking about here is hundreds of millions of dollars at stake. Um, so it's it, it seems to be uh, a never ending thing where until we, you know, use our our, uh, financial wares as, as consumers to say knock it off already and tell the the, the uppity ups to shut up yeah. and let you do your job it's always the case man uh, when, when it comes to real products and getting things done so that's going to be a, a continued theme in the world of gaming you're you're a Call of Duty player yeah. do you often go back and revisit old games online or do you stick with the newer most recent copy um, it depends you know it's weird I have kind of like had a, a, a uh, part of me that's wanted to go back and, and actually play Call of Duty War War II, which came out you know four or five years ago. Yeah, uh, I know there's some. I have some friends that actually play that online still. So every now and then, yeah, um, okay. for sure. But so it's not cr- incredibly rare that they're busting their ass to update older games maps. With with these sort of things, though, here's the problem: is that um, Call of Duty they've got two separate studios that make these games that make. Uh, black ops and that make modern warfare and so they're different styles of games it's crazy how different they are hmm. and so some people just don't like black ops and some people just don't like modern warfare and so they stick to that game until the next one comes out <laughs> so you know they're still servicing them and they're gotcha. all connected now to the warfare thing that's the royal uh you know rumble type of situation and you know it's just how it goes but yeah putting stuff out before it's done is really dumb Agreed. That's uh, that's my that's my stance there. And happy <clears throat> happy six years old birthday, Nick, to Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, little baby! Can you imagine that's six years ago uh, that it was released, and nobody could have predicted that they would still be creating DLC content for that game. And yes, they still are. It continues to be very popular, especially among leagues and competitions. And now available as a crossover that no one could ever see coming. Nick, past content goodies like Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell—that makes sense. Uh, Laura Croft even uh, kind of makes sense. But Rick and Morty, what? Yeah, that's right. Today, you can pick up Smoke Pickle Rick and Sledge Gromflomite. What the hell is that? Uh, Gromflomite uh, was uh, one of the uh, um, was one of the robot guards, I think, at um, like the the federal. Uh, I forget which episode it was. Yeah, the Citadel. There was a couple. He was in a couple episodes. <laughs> uh, Sledge gets all the items needed to survive breaches and defend galaxies, says Ubisoft. So this means that uh, Gromflomite uh, uniform and headgear, a Federation defense attachment skin, a weapon skin for the M59A1, and the SEAL team. Rick Charm, Dick. Smoke, Pickle Rick, get up, doesn't look like a pickle at all. Instead, it's the infamous gear that helped Rick survive the sewers and avoid therapy, says Ubisoft, <laughs> uh, which means Smoke is wearing uh, rat body parts. He also gets a portal gun attachment skin, a weapon skin, and a Pickle Rick Charm, and he's got a face mask that kind of looks like a rat. All right. So each one of those skins, though, is going to cost you 20 bucks a pop. Go to hell. But hey, I mean, I just, you know, you never would have put your thumb on that one. Rainbow Six and Rick and Morty. Is that your nerd alert? Together at last. Uh, yeah, that's the nerd alert. Beautiful. Uh, a lot of stuff that you can grab courtesy of some first person shooters as well as some downloadable content today. Morning after with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate.
And Big J, every single dog owner in the Treasure Valley have had the same two thoughts. That first thought is, what a good girl or good boy. <laughs> and that second thought is, when is this freeloader going to start pulling their own weight? This dog has been living in my house rent-free for a long time. This son of a bitch, in some cases, literally, Big J, needs to start paying up. And finally, Bush Beer is offering a paying job to a dog. Specifically, about time. the brand is looking for a CTO, or what they're calling their chief tasting officer. And it's for Bush's dog brew line. The CTO will be expected to test new products, lead the expansion of the flavor portfolio, and serve as a brand ambassador for their new dog beer. Job pays $20,000 plus pet insurance, Big G. And all the Bush dog brew which is a really non-alcoholic pork broth that that dog can drink. To apply, dogs must post their photos of Facebook to Twitter and Instagram with the hashtag BushCTOCContest and a brief explanation as to why they are the good boy or girl that's perfect to be the chief taste officer for Bush Beer. Contest runs through the 28th of this month, but finally your dog can start pulling its own weight. I hope that uh, the winner of this looks just like Duke the Bush, Be- the Bush Beans dog. Well, there's a lot of iconic spokes dogs. No, out I there. just think it would be funny. <laughs> it is funny. I wonder if they do like eliminate bra- breeds because of the brand association with other ones. Like they're not going to go after the Spuds McKenzie dog because you're automatically going to think, you know, Spuds McKenzie. Yeah. And so I wonder if you have that dog, you're just like, do I even bother? My dog's already been my breed. My dog's breed's already been an iconic attachment to another brand. I bet you it's something unique. And what a blow to your dog. <laughs> What a shot to the confidence of the dog. I'm sorry, we're not going to submit. I mean, they already got a lab, a golden retriever. Because if you know, I mean, hopefully, if you're a dog owner, you're you're really building up the ego of that dog. You know what I mean? You're petting it. You tell them how pretty he or she is and what a good boy or girl it is. And then uh, then to get rejected by Bush Beer, of all things? Maybe. But I understand. Maybe uh, there's a way that you can soften the blow to your dog if they are not selected. But... If you want to maybe have your dog make some money, this is a good way to do it. So start taking some pictures, make your dog look all handsome, and throw that hashtag up there and maybe just maybe get a job. Big J Los Angeles Rams Rams defensive lineman Aaron Donald was accused of assault yesterday by a 26-year-old man who told police that Donald attacked him at a Pittsburgh nightclub last weekend. Todd Hollis, who was an attorney for DeVincent Springs, said Springs had a broken orbital bone in his head, a broken nose, a sprained or broken arm, and needed 16 stitches to close some wounds. Apparently, there was an altercation in a club that got taken outside at Aaron Donald uh, and maybe other people. Just beat the living crap out of this guy. I don't know if you saw the pictures, but he looks like he got into a fight with Aaron Donald, man. That's a guy I wouldn't start a fight with, tell you what. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. But good for you, having the courage. To get your butt kicked? Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah, it sounded like it was one of those deals where if, I, if I'm if i reading into this right, he was at a club and he thinks that Aaron Donald might have taken his bottle of champagne from his bottle service. Oh, Fuck God, it. you stole my bottle service. And, and that turned into an altercation and that turned into a jaw jacking. And this guy looks like he got hit by a truck, not just, you know, in a fight with Aaron Donald. I mean, it looks like he got the crap kicked out. So we'll see what ends up happening going forward. Jadavian Clowney has a new team. He signed a one-year, $10 million contract with the Cleveland Browns yesterday. The former number one overall pick back in 2014 spent last season with what team, Big J? Uh, the Tennessee Titans. Yep. How many games did he play? Probably zero. He played six. Uh, did not have a single sack and was not a very good year for him. But uh, did have an okay stint in Seattle for one year and then, of course, spent most of five seasons with the Houston Texans. We'll see what ends up happening with Jadavian Clowney this year. It's been a while since he's made a real impact. I, I, yeah, I, he hasn't really ever made a huge impact on his own. Well, he, well, I mean, yes, he did have J.J. Watt in Houston, but he had some pretty good years there, for sure. He only has 32 career sacks, man. Yeah, but he also was more of a all-purpose kind of guy. He was never really known as a super aggressive pass rusher. So, I mean, I, I, I guess... I'll take tackles for loss as well, factored into that. Listen, I'm not saying he's had a number one overall pick kind of career. He's had, I think he's been a bust and very, very disappointing career. He's been banged up a lot. There's that. We'll see how he does in Cleveland. Again, he's got Miles Garrett on the other end, too, so he's getting some help there in Cleveland as well. He, that that uh, defensive line is not exactly terrible as it is.
Apocalyptica has released a new song. This time, they are going back to their kind of roots. They Apocalyptica. have teamed up with Jacoby Shaddix of Papa Roach to release a cover of Cream's White Room, uh, which is actually really, really good. Did you, were you able to track that down yesterday? No, no, I still out? can't. Uh, our buddy Ika Topanen, uh, the lead of Apocalyptica's Three Cellists, said in a press release, we are really looking forward to this release, doing a cover of a legendary song. It was great fun, and having Jacoby as uh, one of the artists featured is a big pleasure for us, and hopefully you like the song as much as we do. Uh, of course, this is the second song we've heard off of Apocalyptica's new album. The uh, last one that they released was called Talk To Me, and Lizzie Hale was the vocalist on that song. So Apocalyptica kind of going back to their World Collide album days, which is one of my favorite albums probably of all time, dude. Yeah, it's I mean, there's good. There's so many good songs in that album. And uh, it's where they have kind of guest vocalists on all their stuff. And Apocalyptica, of course, you know, all cellists. And they've played sold-out shows here in the Dinning Factory before. We've had them in for an X session. And they're just amazingly talented guys to watch perform and pull off some of this stuff. And this song is really, really cool. And we'll play it for you as soon as we can get our stupid hands on it. Jay on 100.3, the X rocks. We are headed to the state of Washington for our We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Okay. And I'm going to have to reacquaint you with an old friend. That old friend is the Murder Hornet. Do you remember it? Oh, yeah, man. I remember the Murder Hornet. Yeah, they're coming for us. It was a uh, fairly big deal uh, a little less than a year ago. And get ready because it's about to be uh, a big deal once again. Oh, yeah, because, spring, man. Yep. The, uh, the year-long hibernation for the Asian giant hornet, which is known as the Murder Hornet here in the U.S., is supposed to end pretty much any day now. And uh, a reminder that as much uh, attention as murder hornets got, there has been exactly one hive found in the United States of America, and that was in Blaine, Washington. Destroy it! And they did destroy it. It was the first nest of its kind to be found in the United States. It was on private property uh, in Blaine. And uh, they have been, however, spotted just across the border in British Columbia. So that is why the cause of concern in Washington now why we're getting to the bulk of the story. It's because, Big J, the lawmakers in Washington are uh, passing a law to make it illegal to buy or sell murder hornets. Now, you are going to say to yourself, why? Well, why in Who's... God's name are we making a law? Because they have reason to believe that the only hive that was found in the United States was actually purchased and put there on purpose. And so they're trying to make that a crime so that, you know, this fairly invasive species does not make its way into the United States by some idiot that wants to purchase it. And that's what they think kind of happened. And so uh, apparently there is a pretty big black market for things that cause a lot of destruction. This probably shouldn't surprise you considering Tiger King's a thing. We did a story about sharks not too long ago. These are dangerous animals that shouldn't be in captivity well, that people get a kick out of owning. You know what I mean? There's that, but there's the invasive species part of it, which can cause hundreds of millions of dollars to control. Just ask Florida, man. Totally agree. It's a real problem. I I'm also saying that the people that are buying murder hornets, whoever they may are, I guarantee you they're not thinking about that. You know what I mean? And so uh, I believe it's, uh, I don't know if it's a status thing. I don't know if it's like, hey, man, guess what's in my yard? Freaking murder hornets, bro. And, and people are supposed to go, whoa, you must be the coolest person ever. Uh, but that would be one of those deals where I go, hey, you're a moron and you're doing something dumb and you're probably endangering yourself and your family. Uh, get away from me as soon as possible. But yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys, ladies, whoever it is. Not everybody thinks that way. And so they are working to pass a law to make sure that you know, a, a, number one, it's not as easy as it was, apparently, to purchase these things. And then number two, to make it a crime to do so, so that if it does happen, they can then prosecute. Because you're right, Big J, it could do hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in damages if they're left unattained. So that is something to keep in mind, that apparently there are people out there that will happily buy and sell murder hornets, which is like, uh, what? But again, I remind you, buying dangerous animals not exactly a new thing here in the United States. Uh, we get a kick out of it. Either way, Washington, where the only hive of murder hornets have been found, and certainly the first, are looking to put the kibosh on that so that murder hornets don't make their way to Idaho, Big J. You understand? Yeah, we don't need them. Go on, get. Go yeah. on, shit. 
Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rock. <laughs> the Offspring, you're going to go far, kid, here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. It's no secret. We've talked about this a lot. Uh, we love this job, Big J, but the hours kind of suck. Getting up uh, early is no fun. Uh, especially if it's not something that you would do normally. But, uh, you know, when you get up in the morning, Big J, do you find yourself, like, super groggy for the first couple of minutes? Or are you one of those guys that shoots right out of bed and is ready to go? Uh, Well, chances are I've been awake for a brief period of time enough to not be super groggy because, you know, I I just wake up before my alarm goes off. So, yeah, I kind of tend to get right up and giddy up. But I'm in a state of... Uh, I almost want to call it a zombie trance. Yeah, it's a perpetual fog that you live in. Yeah, well, it's just, no, I mean, it's it's on autopilot. Your morning routine, you're saying? Yeah. Like, which it consists of, like, you get up, do you run to the shower, or do you, what, what's the uh, I get up, uh, I brush my teeth, and, well, I go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, all that, and then uh, put on clothes. Yeah. And then I leave. Okay. Uh, You don't shower in the morning? I shower in the evenings. Oh, gross. So uh, if you are somebody that has some real issues, uh, the getting up in the morning, and if you do, when you finally get up in the morning, you find yourself just going, ugh, and sometimes you blame it on not having your first cup of coffee or whatever. But Australian researchers have found that uh, whether you had your first cup of coffee or not really doesn't factor in to whether or not you wake up groggy or not. What does could be how you wake up. Uh, I know you are kind of like me, whereas we, we wake up before our alarm sometimes. But when you do sleep to your alarm, what is your alarm? Uh, it varies uh, on the day. Okay. Give me an like So what? today my alarm was set for 440. No, no, no. Not time. What? Oh. What is your alarm? Is it a, is it a beeping alarm oh, yeah, clock? Is beep, it, beep, beep, beep. Is, beep, it, uh, beep, beep. is it ever your phone that has like a melodic tone or anything like that? No. Okay. Uh, well, uh, the way that you wake up could also be a prime factor in this according to Australian researchers they found that 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 beeping alarm is actually the worst way to wake up it could be what actually gives you sleep inertia or that morning grogginess which is what they call uh, they found that people that wake up to beeping alarms like that are the ones that t- tend to drag their feet or drag their ass or hit the snooze button a little bit more. You, they've also found that if you switch to like your phone alarm and it has a little bit more of a melodic tone, that you have a less chance of having that grog- grogginess, but it's still you become immune to that tone over time. What scientists recommend for you to get up, up and at them and have a clearer state of uh, kind of mind throughout the day, especially early on, is setting your alarm to whatever your current favorite upbeat song is and changing it on the regular so that when you wake up, you wake up to something that you enjoy hearing. And you're like, yeah, yeah, all right, I do like this song, let's do it. And this, the key, they say, is to mix it up as much as you can with your current tastes so that, you know, you are never getting sick of the same song over yeah. and over and over again. It is that repetitive tone sometimes that, albeit, you know, the, I think the, the original theme and idea behind the alarm is, let's make the most annoying sound we possibly can so that you wake up because you go, God, I have to turn that off now. <laughs> yeah. And so that is a terrible way to wake up. A better way to wake up is like, yeah, all right, I can get into that. So if, like, you know, you know you're digging a new song by somebody that's out there, your new song is the favorite Foo Fighters, or your new favorite song is the new Foo Fighters song, set that as your alarm and make it uh, go off. And then you will wake up a little bit happier, less groggy, and more ready to attack the day, which is an interesting theory and kind of makes sense to me when I'm thinking about it just from the outside looking in. But my morning alarm has always been the same. I have a recording, Big J, of you doing a Ric Flair woo that I have on a loop. And that's oh, how good. I wake up. Yeah. It's just you screaming woo at the top. Woo! That's it. That's my alarm. And it has worked. And I get up just pepped and ready to go. So thank you, Big J. And thank you, Ric Flair. But it's the Almond Brothers. Or who is it? Almond Brothers? Well, Ric Flair's uh, music. <laughs> it's not. It's like the theme from 2001. The Space yeah. Odyssey. That's not the Almond Brothers. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your fun, a little update to change your wake up alarm. <laughs> 
Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you have been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, can I interest you in looking at your food before you smell it? Yeah, I guess. The University of South Florida. I don't know if I can really do that. (laughs) What? Well, I mean, what if the, the scent wafts to me before I have a chance to see it? I believe they, it's more of a conscious effort of ah. smelling your food as opposed to an unconscious effort. But the University of South Florida researchers found the order in which your senses interact with food is actually a pretty big impact on how much you enjoy it. In one experiment, participants rated the same strawberry-flavored fruit snack packaged in an envelope as tasting better when they could see the item before they smelled it. You know, when they just laid their eyes on that beautiful, delicious fruit snack. They're like, man, that looks like a great gummy bear. Oh, and then they put it in their mouths and they really, really liked it. Uh, but if you smelled it first before you ate it, they're like, it's all right. It's, I mean, it's a gummy bear. What are you going to do? Hogwash. Basically, scents play a very critical role in influence taste perceptions. However, interestingly, people can process a scent better in their brains when the scent is preceded by a corresponding visual cue, like a color or something like that. He adds this is a pretty important finding for supermarkets and they should consider installing more glass cases to help customers see a food item at a distance before they get in the smelling area of it before and then maybe it will impact their purchasing habits. You see, Mm -hmm. you don't buy it, though. I mean, no, not really. How come? I, I don't know. It just sounds like it's backwards. You think smelling something is a better indication of how it would taste? Yes. But, you know, uh, it does kind of lend its accuracy towards the abundance of food pictures on Instagram. You can't smell any of those, but you can look at them and go, man, that looks really good. I agree with that, yeah. Or any of the Food Network stuff. You know what I mean? You're like, maybe I I should try that. But here's the problem. I wish to God there was smell-o-vision. There was for a while. Yeah, no, no. It didn't work out. No, but, you know. Yeah, but I mean, you Let's know, get that technology going. You can say for a fact, probably, that something you've seen on Food Network or one of the food shows you watch has influenced your food, right? Sure. Uh, I will say this though, uh, I I know kind of some of the things that are in that food and what it normally smells like. But is it the the smell then that excites you? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you're different. Uh, either way, it is one of those things where uh, obviously presentation is a big part of any meal. A lot of you always hear in the food shows that you eat with your eyes, and so it's good to kind of have a good look of a plate. Nobody ever says, hey, how does that plate smell? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so maybe there is something to the fact that we have to think something is visibly, I guess, delicious before we dig into it. Major League Baseball going to celebrate Jackie Robinson Day today. All players, managers, coaches, umpires will wear the number 42. This date marks the anniversary when the Hall of Famer debuted with the Brooklyn Dodgers in 1947, breaking the color barrier. A video called Thank You, Jackie will be played at all ballparks, and more than 100 players will donate either all or part of their game day salaries to support the Players Alliance, which is an organization of current and former Major League Baseball players advocating for black representation in baseball. So it's a cool thing. Jackie Robinson Day is always a neat little thing to see. Uh, Everybody wearing the same number in celebration of that baseball legend for sure. And there was a little bit of baseball history yesterday as Carlos Rodon, who I believe is also the name of the bad guy in one of the Godzilla movies, uh, is a White Sox pitcher, and he threw a no-hitter against the Cleveland Indians last night, had a perfect game going in the ninth, and then he hit a, play, a pitcher, Roberto Perez, on the foot, just barely skimmed him. So he almost had a perfect game yesterday. But the second no-hitter of the season is in the books. Congratulations to Rodon for the uh, White Sox for picking up his no-hitter yesterday. Morning After with Nick and Big J. And April 24th, Korn is going to do a live concert streaming event global. It's called Monumental. It's going to be badass. And we're going to get you a ticket to that event. Uh, you just have to beat me. Pop Culture Smackdown. So uh, let's uh, come on down. Ooh. See what you got. Prices, Mike. Right ma- mission ma- mashup, if you will. 208-287-1003 is our phone number if you would like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. 
It is fairly easy. Uh, I will ask you a pop culture question correctly. Hopefully, you will answer it. And then if Big J gets the question wrong while you're on the phone, that means you are the winner and everybody is happy for you. Hello, The X. Hey. Good morning, man. What's your name? Kevin. All right, you're up first. Tony Dow played Wally, and Jerry Mathers was the titular beaver in this classic American television show. Uh, leave it to Beaver? Right. Leave it to Beaver is correct. Good job. Big J, this actor was part of both the Star Wars and Battlefield Earth universes and won an Oscar for The Last King of Scotland. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Star Wars and <laughs> Battlefield. Or wait, Battlefront. Battlefield Earth, Battlefront is a video game. Okay. Um, man. And won an award for? Oscar for Last King of Scotland. I mean, Forrest Whitaker? Yeah, that's there absolutely right. Right. Rogue One. Rogue One. He's part of Rogue One. That's right. Star Wars Universe. And uh, in the video games as well. Uh, Russell Brand portrayed the character Aldous Snow in the movie Forgetting Sarah Marshall and then played the same rock star character in this movie starring Jonah Hill. Right. Correct. Big J. Nice. Glenn Howerton plays a teacher in AP Bio and this character in the sitcom Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, let's go with Phil. Phil. Wrong. Not one of the characters in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, not Phil from Philadelphia, unfortunately. Den- Dennis. Right. Is the right answer. Congratulations, sir. You've got yourself the Corn live stream concert monumental coming your way next Friday. Hold on tight. For once, somebody earned it. We will get you. Jeez. Uh, we will get yourself uh, some uh, codes coming your way. Hang on tight. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Your headlines are next on the X Rock. It's time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. If you need yourself a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the I pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know, the one you hear about on the X all the time, so check it out for yourself. GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. How about a salad? Look what I found. And look what I found, too. Uh, how about a salad? Um, how about a salad? How about a salad? Salad. Okay, it's a good Valid. idea to check out your food before you dig in. A mom from Australia shared some photos on Facebook on Monday showing a damn snake that her son found in a bag of lettuce, Big J. She writes, quote, checked package lettuces carefully. Last night, my son found a baby pale-headed snake with his baby lettuce from Aldi. The photos show the snake slithering around inside the bag of lettuce, which came from an Aldi in Sydney, Australia. The type of snake found is very poisonous. And Aldi released a statement saying, quote, we've worked with our customer care and the team over at Wires to identify the snake's natural habitat, which is certainly not at an Aldi store. And we're now working closely to produce uh, to our produce supplier to investigate how this incident could have possibly occurred. So now listen, this is Australia, where, of course, there are snakes everywhere trying to murder you, your family, your pets, your loved ones. And so it's probably not surprising that snakes have also made their way into bags of lettuce and planes and so this is a real thing and apparently they're digging into it it's not a very big snake but it's like a little like teeny tiny thin one but still very poisonous if it bit you big j and it probably would if you tried to stab it with a fork and eat it like you would a salad and so a word of caution to everybody i used to exclusively buy like bag lettuce i now i'm vehemently scared of it and i don't know why like a lot of things have happened well no it's not the snakes thing it's just like there's also been a lot of weird stuff that's happened with the prepackaged stuff that has put me off it uh and so now i cut lettuce heads up is that weird and buy romaine nah i mean it's fresh okay for sure i'm not doing the weird thing package salad is the way to go look what i found or look what i found too look what i found you never know what might be under your carpet big j a man in england shared a story of his to Reddit and wrote, quote, while tearing up their carpet in the middle of a remodel, my in-laws found a gigantic Monopoly board painted on their floor. The post has over 8,200 upvotes and 13,000 comments. One person wrote, it was a style for playrooms back in the day, while another wrote, seems to have been a selling point or something. 
Many people said the couple should try to keep the Monopoly board as their floor, and the son-in-law admitted he was trying to convince them, so maybe they would, but it actually was a pretty accurate depiction of a very large Monopoly board, and uh, might be something cool. I mean, at least it's a conversation piece, right? Yeah. Well, if you found something like that, like let's say you're remodeling your bathroom, right? You pull it up, and there's it just happens to be a board game like Scrabble. You going to keep it? Or would it have to have some sort of, I guess, would you pay some money to turn it into Metallica Monopoly? Or uh, something that had some sort of importance to you? Or would you just keep it because, hey, it's kind of cool that that's there? Uh, my first question is, how the hell did this get here? Of course. And the answer would be the people that lived there before you put it in. Yeah, but nobody lived there before. <laughs> that's right. why I'm concerned. I understand. What if I said then somebody broke in and then uh, put it in there before you knew it was there? Worth tons of money. <laughs> keep it. Worth tons of money. And finally, look what I found, too. An Illinois couple who moved into their home in December made a a surprising discovery while repairing their sidewalk. There was a 19th century tunnel underneath their house. Gary and Beth Matchin said they moved into their Alton home in December and recently decided to repair a section of sidewalk that had started to slope. Gary Matchin said that he had to remove a part of the stone wall on the sidewalk to make the repairs, and then he discovered that there was an entryway to a tunnel. He called me at work and said, quote, you better get home. You're not going to believe what I just found, according to Beth. The couple said the tunnel is about nine feet high and goes at least 60 feet deep. Local historians estimated the tunnel was created in 1840, about 50 years before the house was bought, but they do not know the original purpose of the underground structure or what's inside there. So, of course, we know, Big J, they have, I'm sure, unearthed the poltergeist. And they are going to have their house haunted from here on out. And whatever nightmare world that they have opened up is probably going to affect us soon in the future. So prepare yourselves for that. Uh, You can't just go wandering around in 18th century tunnels that are underneath your house. I've seen enough movies to know bad things are in there, right? Yeah, you're right. I mean, either a gremlin or a mogwai and somebody's not going to remember how to take care of it. Or there's a pirate ship down there. Or it's a Goonies situation. You're right. I mean, all the rich way, stuff. it ain't going to be good, but I wish them the best of luck. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. <laughs> Deftone Ceremony here on 100.3 The X Rocks. And it is time for you to try and win some PBR tickets coming to the Ford Idaho Center on the 23rd and 24th of this month. It's going to be awesome. If you haven't gone, it is a spectacle. It is amazing. The PBR has a lot of fun. And we're going to give you a chance to win a pair of tickets right now at 208-287-1003 with something called Rope This. What is Rope This, Big J? Uh, Rope This is when I take my lasso woo, and rope something. Could be anything. And then uh, I gave you some clues. you got to figure out what I'm roping. Whatever Big J's fictional lasso is getting thrown around, if you get it correct, it earns you a pair of tickets to the PBR and you get to enjoy yourself on us. It is the least that we can do. Let's get ourselves a contestant. Hello, the X. Hey, what's up? How you doing, man? What's your name? Nathan. All right, Nathan, you're up. Good luck with Rope This. People have always wondered what's on the dark side of this. The moon? Yeah. Oh, the second time you've thrown your lasso on the moon. I know. My God, the moon should be used to it by now. Good job, Nathan. Uh, you are all set with uh, PBR the gravitational tickets. pull keeps it hard for me to keep a hog tied. I understand. And is there a reason that your lasso finds its way around the moon? Yeah, man. Uh, alien hunters. Uh, <laughs> Space.com has uh, come out with... Uh, an interesting thing. It's something called the Drake Equation, Nick, and it's used to estimate the number of civilizations in the Milky Way one can detect via their broadcast signals. So SETI, uh, it's a uh, satellite uh, that, uh, you know, uh, checks for radio broadcast signals from space, and there's been a couple uh, strange things out there, uh, and they've decided they need to modify the Drake Equation a little bit, and what they've learned is uh, that there's probably a good chance that on the moon somewhere there are some... Well, some leftover alien technologies of some sort. Wait, what? <laughs> they think that some that something has been dropped on the moon? Yeah, first proposed by radio astronomer, uh, astrom- astronomer Frank Drake in 1961. This equation calculates the number of communicating civilizations by analyzing several var- variables, such as the rate of formation of stars, etc., etc., uh, in uh, the systems with an environment suitable for life. 
And uh, they've decided to, because of the number of signals that they're getting, reevaluate this equation. And uh, they they said that uh, there's a good chance that there are some artifacts of what they call, uh, in you know, just alien stuff possibly from uh what he calls lurkers hidden in uh likely robotic extraterrestrial probes so much like we've sent out things to mars uh-huh. nick other alien civilization civilizations probably have sent out similar things and some of those might be on the moon gotcha okay uh-huh. the, their civilizations might be dead now uh-huh. like ours will be in a few years with the way uh the world's going but they think there's some sort of alien technology on the moon. There could be, yeah. Do they plan on retrieving it, or they're just yeah, like, it's well, there? Yeah, uh, there is. there has been some plans to return to the moon, Nick, uh, so we'll see. All right. Uh, and one of those things are like, hey, guys, drop this. Let's check this out. Yeah, and so that's going to be, uh, a, that is probably right there, the plot and synopsis for Indiana Jones, the next movie. <laughs> well, yes, aliens are now canon in the alien Indiana Jones universe. God help us all. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Your chance at some Meridian Speedway tickets and bad impressions next on The X. On 100.3, The X. And here we'll hook you up with some tickets to the Meridian Speedway. Got some races happening this weekend. Be happy to get those to you if you can figure out bad impressions here this morning. Here is our phone number, 208-287-1003. This is how bad impressions works. Big J has prepared three clues now. If you separate those clues up individually or you put them all together in a big old batch, they're all supposed to point to the same person, and that person is supposed to be pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in three clues or less, Meridian Speedway tickets are yours. You're watching race cars this weekend. Feeling pretty good about yourself? Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going? Good morning, man. Pretty good. What's your name? Trevor. All right, Trevor. Good luck. The Rock isn't the only big, buff, bald guy in action movies. Ooh. Give me another one. I'm ready for you all to see Dominic Toretto again. Oh. All right, one more. This summer will mark 20 years since the release of Fast and the Furious. All right, what's the question? Yep. That, that question is, who is it? Who am I talking about? Oh. Trevor, Trevor, Trevor. What? What's the What's the Fast and the Furious movie that's coming out? Ten now? Yeah, but what's the guy Big J's trying yeah. to be? Who's the dude from the Fast and Furious movies? I gotta go with Tyrese. Tyrese? Yeah, no. Uh, technically bald, but not the character that Big J's looking for. Thank you for trying, Trevor. Hello, the X. Not the first person you think of when you think Fast and the Furious. Is that Vin Diesel? Yes, it's Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel is the correct answer. Well done. Some Meridian Speedway tickets are yours. Hold on tight. Why is Vincent Diesel in the news? Well, hey, man. Uh, F9, uh, Fast and the Furious, the next movie. Uh, another trailer has dropped for that bad boy, Nick. And uh, Vin Diesel in the news talking about that. Uh, and uh, he says he thinks that Paul Walker, the late Paul Walker, uh, sent him John Cena to be in this movie. He, he he recently explained he felt as if Cena was sent to him by the late Paul Walker to star in this movie. Okay. That's a really weird thing to say, but okay. Yeah, right? I mean, it's not like John Cena's a nobody. <laughs> I mean... He says, every actor was on the table, every actor was thought about because I'm multicultural, every single actor could be my brother. So to carefully address the overall methodology, because there'll be answers in Fast 10 that will explain... Or mystify you more. Uh, so he's talking about the role of the brother that is going to be played by John Cena. All right. Uh, that's cool, I guess. The moment it happened in two seconds, the idea of John Cena came up. I had a dojo, a shrine, uh, a dom shrine where I would go and get into character, get into that dom state of mind. If I had all the fast memorabilia, it had weights, it had it was a training center ready for the movie. He came in one day to meet me, and I got to tell you, it sounded crazy at the time, and it probably still sounds crazy. It does. It does. He's so I had crazy. felt because I like to be in tune, I had felt that Paul Walker sent him into the shrine. Listen, man. Finn Diesel's a weird dude. Yeah, yeah, he is a weird dude. Like, there's no reason why you should have a shrine. It's not like Dominic Toretta's this complicated character that he has to disappear into. Yeah, he's he's a gearhead meathead. <laughs> he's literally uh, just a dude. 
but uh, but all right. Listen, I'm not I'm not here to judge anybody's process. It might be a little bit weird to go in this deep into the Fast yeah, and how Furious. How is John version. Cena supposed to? If you're John Cena, you just go, oh, what the hell did I get into here now? Yeah, but hey, good for him. Uh, the trailer, it's uh, it's a, what you'd expect from a Fast and Furious movie. So. Uh, it's, it's, listen, it's going to make a crap ton of money. It's a hugely successful franchise, so more power to Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up this show here next on the X-Rocks. But pretty reckless, and so it went here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. That wraps it up for this Thursday morning, the 15th day of April. Thanks for hanging out with us. Big J gave you a nerd alert this morning. Also had a chance to try and get your dog a job over the course of the show today. We educated you on the world of murder hornets and even maybe, just maybe, changed the way you wake up every single day. That is what this show is all about. Is it? Yes, yes, it is. At least ideally, anyway. It leaves you with the floor, Big J. Oh, well, what I had is just gone crazy. Like, my, the browser here is, just keep scrolling down to the bottom. Do it from memory. Uh, and Ranker has put out a list of the worst sequels, Nick. Ooh. Uh, the top five, uh, at least from what I can remember. Uh, the Son of Mask. Okay, that's a bad movie. Former guest the morning after, Jamie uh, Kennedy. Yep, and then you've got... Um, uh, I know that Speed 2 was on that list. Okay, another terrible movie. You're I right about I that. Don't, I, uh, the, the, the number five was The Revenge of Jaws, Jaws Revenge. Uh, is that oh, three? Uh, yeah. Pop, okay. uh, number two on that list was Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. God, it's a terrible movie. It is really bad, but Nuclear, it's, it's really fa- fun bad. I mean, it, it's ultra cringy. It is. And I... I <laughs> I don't know, understand why. It just wants to continually scroll well, You're probably to the on one of those awful websites that do terrible things to oh. computers that give you this. List. I'll tell you what right now. If Caddyshack 2 isn't on there, that list is incomplete. Caddyshack 2 is on the okay, list, good. but it's, it's way down. Because it is one of the worst sequels to one of the best movies ever, and it's just a damn shame that it exists. Is anyone that, that wasn't on there that should be on there in your mind? Um, I didn't get Well, now it's all. I mean, there's something wrong with the mouse. It's clearly broken. <laughs> we descended. Go to the kitchen. top of the ah! What about you, though? Don't, don't worry about the list. Uh, what, what is? Uh, I don't know. I mean, probably. Yeah, I, I'm up there with. Uh, I don't know. Silly me. I, I thought you brought this up for a reason. I, I you did. just wanted to I read did. things. No, I did, and then it's completely. I'm frustrated now. Big J, uh, if you want to see this frustration in person, he'll be out and about on Saturday, noon to 2 p.m. at Homedale High School in Homedale with Clarity Credit Union because the month of April, Clarity Credit Union is offering half-off interest rates on RV, auto, and personal loans. Uh, The taco truck will be on site. That's part of the Big J entourage. And listen, it's the first time the X has been out in 13 months. We have not had a chance to do a live broadcast in forever. It's great to get back out and start doing stuff. And our first chance to do this is this Saturday out noon to 2 p.m. Homedale High School in Homedale with Clarity Credit Union, Big J and the X, and you can stop by, win some stuff from us, and have a good time on your Saturday. It's going to be beautiful, so maybe that could be part of your weekend plans. We will see you tomorrow. Jason Drew is up next. You guys have a good one. It's the X Rock.